there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double shot K-Cup with my guest, Justin Welsh. In the Espresso Shots episode that we just recorded, and check out show notes to see if Justin's Espresso Shots episode has already dropped if you want to learn more about how to break into this industry. You mentioned that the entry-level position that our young listeners should be looking out for when they're scanning job boards or looking at company websites is SDR, which stands for Sales development representative. Can you help our young listeners understand if they want to get into an SDR role when they graduate? Are there any specific classes or certifications they should try to get or take, if it's a class, to give them an edge on the competition to get the SDR position? Yes, there are two places that I think salespeople or young folks who are graduating and want to become salespeople or break into the sales industry should spend some time. One is a really wonderful sales community called Sales Hacker. So saleshacker.com, that's the largest community of salespeople and it's really a support system. It's resources, it's education, it's webinars, podcasts, blogs, and it's all free of charge. So I would highly recommend they go and they check out saleshacker.com. I have no affiliation other than the fact that I think it's a great place to spend time. That's number one. Number two, I would highly recommend getting a part-time job in college in the office for fundraising. So one thing that I did was when I, I went to Ohio State and I graduated in 2003, and from 2001 to 2002, two years, I did fundraising for the campus. And the reason that that's so relevant to selling is because you're calling people on the phone and you're asking them to commit money to the university. And that's hard. It's nerve-wracking. It's challenging. You get hung up on a lot, but it builds that muscle where you keep going and you keep striving to hit your number, hit your fundraising goal. So spend some time on saleshacker.com. I would land maybe even if it's one hour a week, get some experience making cold phone calls and that will serve you well as you transition into your first sales development representative role. Oh, what fantastic advice, Justin. Another guest I had on the show very, very early is somebody who eventually went and became an executive vice president in the marketing space of Sony Entertainment. But when he was in college, he ended up working as a bill collector for an ambulance service, a private ambulance service. And he said that that experience, similar to the ones you're talking about there working in the development office, in the fundraising office, 
of Ohio State really helped him develop a thick skin. And oh my goodness, if you can get people to give money to their college, if you can get people to pay their ambulance bill, you can sure sell a software that you know can improve the business functions of customers or other businesses and just a great way to put on some training wheels and try it out. Definitely. Justin, do you think that our young listeners would be better served looking for a startup in the SaaS space or going maybe a more established, successful company route like a Dropbox or a Netflix? Yeah. I I don't know that there's necessarily a quote unquote right answer to that question, but here's how I might think about it. Companies like Dropbox that are well-established are very, very, very different than companies that are early in their life cycle, you know, for lack of a better description. The Dropboxes of the world are going to have formalized training, great resources, marketing materials that you can use. They're going to have everything that a big company has. Whereas that really early stage startup is going to be scrappy. It's going to be really smart young men and women. It's going to be less resources. So less resources than those companies, less support than those companies. But here's how I think about it. I wanted to be challenged when I got into technology. So I joined a sub 10 company and I had access to the CEO. I got to learn how to be scrappy and creative. I got to work with the product and development and engineering folks. I got to work with the marketing team, the customer success team. I liked that. So that personally for me was where I started. And today, Andrea, it's actually where I still play. For me, I don't like when the business is mostly figured out. I like to figure it out. And so I think that what your listeners should do is ask themselves, am I a builder, someone who wants to go into a company and help them learn what the right thing to do is? Or am I an optimizer, somebody who wants to join a company that's well-established and help them get slightly better? And so I think that's a personal question. I just prefer the former. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee. 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.